0: Welcome to episode 22. This episode I have a very interesting discussion with a gentleman named Sagan Akinsanya. Uh, if you haven't heard about him, uh, pick up the February 2016 edition of Toronto Life. He is the uh, the cover uh, article there. Um, this is one of the hardest but most inspiring conversations uh, I have had to date. Unfortunately I pressed record a little bit too late. Uh but we uh I, I got about forty minutes in. But uh listen, this this young man, um he, he's a life coach. He's a motivational speaker. He's got programs uh in schools. Um he's doing a lot of work in social entrepreneurship, but his story starts um many, many years ago. Um with crews and gangs in Toronto's um, neighborhoods. Um, And I think that his story is very, very important. Um, He's more focused today uh, on on today and and on the future. Um, And we didn't have a lot of time uh, to speak and talk about his past, Uh, But I would highly encourage all of you to please go pick up the Toronto Life magazine uh, from uh, February 2016 and read about his story and what he uh, went through. He spent some time in jail uh, for manslaughter. Uh, He turned his life around and he's focused on really impacting people in a very, very positive way. And uh, I hope you uh, enjoy this conversation. Thank you.
1: Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. in a place where it's not whatever happened happened it's about whatever happened did happen and it's about growth always growth i'm a student of life yeah i love to grow i love to listen i love Mm -hmm. to be mentored i love to mentor um and i love to try things out i love to follow my passion
0: wasn't always like that for you though
1: um you know what when i was younger um I've always was kind of like a uh, kind of like a go getter when I was younger. That's why, like, I had people following me and doing mm. things like that. I've always been like this go getter. So yeah. even when I was younger, I thought it was gonna be a real estate mogul. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I was always like, I always had big ambitions and big things and. Um, I was even popular on T dot actually at one point in time. I'm sorry, what is this T dot Wire? You don't remember T dot No, it was an old social media networking site, like one of the first ones before Meet Me in Toronto. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was popular on it, so um, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> You had like a check mark and a blue star. Do you know what verified? They, they used to actually have features. They used to have actually like at the front end of the page. They used to feature a male and a female. Yeah, and they actually featured me three times. My
0: goodness! My goodness!
1: Right? <laughs> and like my inbox would just roll with ladies, and I'm like, okay, the hey. star here, there you go, there you go, it's the beginnings, right? My goodness, you you got you got mixed up with the Galloway boys. Not necessarily mixed up. That guy was like. You know, me, I never got in with any gang because I've always been one guy that I can like... Um, because I moved so much, I've met so much different people that I've always been a guy that I can connect to everybody. It doesn't matter what okay. walk, what background or life you come from, white, Chinese, yeah, yeah. hood, corporate. I've always been able to connect with everybody. And that guy, um, you know, they always made the thing about this Galloway Boys. But, you know, yeah. the biggest thing about that whole experience um, and the reason why Toronto Life said the Galloway, Galloway Boys is because there's a Star article about me and then they uh. they, they associated the Gallow, galloway boys with me but it was because um you know the biggest thing i seen in galloway was i seen someone get shot and i remember watching him getting shot and no one called anybody no one even called the ambulance or the police and he picked up a phone out of his own pocket and saved his own life so those are some wild things right like yeah there's, there's a bunch of stories like my goodness um
0: I, i'm very I, do you know a guy named spider jones
1: I do know a guy named Spider Jones. He's yeah. on my LinkedIn. We were supposed to connect a couple of times, but yeah. So
0: he's been in the studio, okay? Uh, not not too long ago, and he's got some um, you know some youth programming. Yeah,
1: he's doing something with the city of Toronto yeah, right now, I
0: believe to achieve. I, I believe is, what, is is one of the names of his programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about you know his life growing up in Windsor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Detroit, and him. Um, he didn't call them gangs. He said the crew. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't
1: like word gangs. I think gangs. Um, you know, if we really want to talk about gangs, let's talk about gangs from a from a broader perspective. Sure, like, you yeah. know, yeah, ha- you got all your type of gangs. You got your street gangs. You got your corporate gangs. You got your police gangs. Okay, you no, you really do, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, look at it. Goodwill just shut down. Yeah, right. Wh- who are the gangs there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really, you take mm-hmm. taking consideration around who has the most the bigger effect on you? You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like. Um, those are, yeah, you know, like when I think about gangs, I think about the police as gangs, too, because yeah. they they are a gang. How many things do they do bad? And no one ever says anything because there's this gang culture. Not to ever rat on your friend or your colleague in the blue. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even with the teachers union, they're, they're a gang, right? Sure. You know, so I look at gangs from a bigger sp- perspective and you can say you're you're more sophisticated gangs like the mafiosos you know what i mean mm-hmm. what about the wall street gangs right they destroyed the whole economy <laughs> you know so like when we think about gangs like that's why i feel it's unfair to just like classify you know um you know uh People in poverty as gangs because they run in a crew with people. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's kinda of a way just to stigmatize them and, and patronize them and then and then put them in this box where you create like this law about organized gangs and then just round them all up because they called they were on the phone with each other. Interesting. Right? You know?
0: Yeah. Um and I'm and I'm very curious and and I ask this from a perspective of wanting to learn and mm-hmm. understand. Um how, how does, not, not, not how does somebody get involved with a crew or a gang, sure. but how does somebody um, stay involved, you know, whether they, they want to or not, but sort of stay around that sort of environment um, rather than saying, you know what, let me take my energies elsewhere. I don't know, the, the the high school basketball team, for example, right? So some, you know, going from something that people would say, okay, that's a sort of a destructive you know, the people that mom and dad are always tell you don't hang around those people, hang around, you know, these types of people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, um, you know, how, how, like, is, is that something that people ever think about as they're living or is it something you just get caught up in? I'm, cu- I'm very curious in terms of your experience. Um,
1: you know, I think, I think it's a piece where it's like, uh, first of all, everyone's experience is different in, yeah, terms, yeah, yeah. Of, in terms of like um, staying in something destructive or staying in something positive, right? Like, mm-hmm. Um, it's a piece where it's like, you look at the circumstances and me, I was never really like, I was associated with different people, but I was never really in a gang, right? But you know, my colleagues, like I remember waking up in his, um, in his house one day and going for cereal and, uh, you know, there was a cockroach that ran out the cereal (laughs) right yeah. you know what i mean so what does that do to somebody you know how do they think about life where are mm. their opportunities who's there to help them Interesting. who's there to support them no one's there to support them the world shuns them out your parents tell you not to hang out with those people you know what i mean yeah. so then sooner or later when people fall into this world that we're we're kind of naming it like the shadow people you know what i mean like mm. then you start to like ask yourself if the world rejects you and the world doesn't love you and like even i I don't know if i put it in a story but even on the bus sometimes like the bus will be packed and there'll be like maybe a young black person or a young a young person that's kind of like all dressed or whatever or even if they're dressed they nobody wants to sit next to that person nobody yeah. you know what i mean no people kind of like when you look at people they look at you like, you know or they're like scared like these things have a mental effect on people and you know um that that hurts people and people people resent you for that you know what ask yourself what makes people positive right and then look at the opposite what makes people positive is accountability is love is support is network it's opportunity it's privilege it's a it's 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 a place it's spaces that you're welcomed right and if you remove all of that from somebody where else do they find it but in the shadows
0: that's interesting so these sorts of things we're taken away. Or we're not available for you, and so you sort of, sort of gravitated. Um, say this is you know to a places where you felt were more welcome. Um, n- see, mine is a very unique
1: unique piece. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, I had a good father and my sisters, and like I had a, a, a place to stay and stuff like that, where it's not that cockroaches. But sure, I think um, where it was for me is that because my dad wasn't really ever home, and like you know um and I was always out and about, I hung with those people that they said don't hang out with, right? So that was like the influence piece about it. And um, after a while, I see it in the story, something that became fun and cool became a necessity to do because I got really addictive in gambling and stuff like that. And then I kind of got into like this. I actually was forced into it. So. Yeah you know that's kind of my circumstance but everybody has everybody has different circumstances but it all really stems from like you know um poverty poverty single parent home you know racism mm-hmm. rejection um and just not having a positive opportunity or positive support network to to get you going yeah you know when you look at people that are doing positive things like especially parents that get their kids doing positive things they surround them around like-minded people that can get them to the next level they're like go hang out with uncle or you know or go let's you know they show them things right yeah and uh you know when you don't have those opportunities you create your own opportunities because that's life like it's the essence of life life is about creating regardless if it's um Anything and everything creates. So you as a person, you're meant to create something or you're meant to destroy. Mm. You know, if people reject you, then um, what you create will be destructive. But if people
0: love you, what you create will be positive. Interesting. And I want to get to sort of this um, sort of change, Mm -hmm. you know, where where you're sort of creating things that are destructive to getting to a place where it's now it's like, no, I need to change not just myself, but I want to help other people. Mm-hmm. sort of change um april 20th 2006 was a big oh yeah that was the day that was, it was it, in march for Was it in Mar- <laughs> well, you said you wrote it was april 20th <laughs> I? there you go <laughs> um tell, tell me about that day and how do you know how did it start for you did it start the day before but how did that day start and, and sort of take us through the events that sort of lead you to a place where you had to you sort of seem to me to turn on a dime and change your life forever that day, yeah. Let's talk about that day.
1: Um, that day I don't really remember too much about that day. I do remember doing my exam. <laughs> you got an exam that day? I had an exam. It was oh. exam periods. Okay. What grade were you in? I was in alternative school. Okay, probably, so there's no really grade sort of. Yeah, yeah. I was already 18. You know, sure, so sure. I was already out the system.
0: What What uh, exam was it? Do you remember that? Math. Okay. I think it was math. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Do you ever know how you did? I passed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I passed all my exams, right? All right.
1: Um, so it was Bob Marley
0: Day, too. So Yeah.
1: So basically, um, when I left, I went to look for some weed and... Uh, Celebrate Bob Marley Day. Exactly, right? 420, right? Was yeah. it? That's 420, right? That's yeah. That's 420, yeah. See, it, there you go. 420, that's it. See, uh, <laughs> there it is in my brain. 420, right? <laughs> so every time it comes around, I don't participate in 420. Okay. But... um. Yeah, you know, um, I went around and uh, tried to find something, and we ended up with this guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, um, that's the thing about being associated with people. Things happen... Yeah. To your friends and their friends. And, you know, he was associated with some other people too. And we had a conversation about that. And it got really ugly, that conversation. It got really mouthy. You um, thought
0: one of your friends did something to him or...
1: Well, one of my friends did do something to the guy. Like, the yeah. guy tried to break into his car. Yeah. And uh, he, got his, he got his head beaten, you know, uh, for trying to break into the car. So, basically, because of that, this guy was mad at me. And... um you know, then things got ugly and then yeah. I'm like, I'm like basically F this, I'm out of here. And then he stabs me and then I'm like, oh, okay, blackout. Where did he stab you? In the back of my neck. Jeez. Yeah, in the back of my neck. He stabbed me about, he stabbed me about twice. I didn't okay. even feel it. It felt like punches almost a little bit. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. And then I kind of ran and then, um, the rest of the four days are kind of a blank. I keep that because, yeah, you know, um... There's a lot of different things that happened that, you know, I just can't really share.
0: Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. He ends up in hospital.
1: No, he falls. Um, he falls outside in front of the, the coffee time. And then um, on the way to the hospital, he died. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How, I, I don't know if you want to talk about this. You've sort of shut that off. But um, what's what's going through your mind? Around those times? Yeah. Like that day, that evening, the the, the next few days.
1: Um, the next day I actually went back to school To do my exams More exams Yeah
0: <laughs> What exams did you have on that day? It was English English? It and was, you passed Yeah I passed that too You know what's amazing to me Is that you're smiling And you're happy right now That's that's phenomenal um, yeah, you
1: know, I'm a very happy guy Honestly yeah. I, I have probably the most energy in the world When people meet me They don't even know Like People don't even know about this Like when they read the article They're like Oh my god I've known you for all this time Are you serious? And I'm like uh, yeah. Yeah you know, but I'm like super like the article I felt like a little bit somber. It it was like kind of like a very serious article that kind of took you through like it, intense yeah. it was intense, right? But I'm not like that at all in yeah.
0: But it is I mean it's an intense story and I and and like I don't know whether like I know you're 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 very positive um and, and you're and you're driven um, but I I think the, the seriousness of that article is, is I think it's important you know because yeah, of course you know there's you there, there, I mean a big city like Toronto like you said right mm-hmm. um, you know there's there's lots of people that you know hopefully you know come across that article and you know who may know someone or may be in that stage that you were in you mm-hmm. know back in two thousand mm-hmm. and six and before that go you know shit if this guy can you know get out and do something with his life mm-hmm. in a positive way. Maybe there's something that I can do.
1: Yeah, you know, you know um, yeah, you know, the article, like, it's a very intense and it's a very intense and emotional thing.
0: Was it cathartic for you to write that or to tell that story? Um,
1: no, it was more about like, uh, it was very emotional to write yeah? that story. It was very emotional. It was very, um, it was very traumatic. Okay. I have post traumatic stress syndrome, actually. I go through a lot of different uh, emotional states. I can go through it at any time. I get triggered on different things because yeah. um, I've gone through so much, right? So sure. I, I'm always like, in my brain, I'm always aware of my emotions sometimes. And like, that's why I'm very like, one second I'm very like, woo. Next second I can be like, okay, what's up? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, it was a very, um, it was a very, it was a six month process. Let's let's put it like that. To write that. To write that. We started in September. Actually, no. Yeah, we started in September, August, about that.
0: How does that How does that start? Like, does someone come to you and say, "I want to write about your story. No, I want you to write about your story." Yeah,
1: shared process. Someone came from Toronto Life to me and yeah. said, "Yeah, let's write about your story." And I was like, so hesitant at the start. Like,
0: who wants to talk about me? Right? Was it? Was no, it no. People
1: always want to talk about me. I get. I get. <laughs> People always ask me about articles or they want me to do a speech because I already had articles online. Okay. Already. Actually, I did a Star. I did a Globe and Mail before. Yeah. I even did a Global Feature mm. long time ago. Um, And, you know, sometimes journalists just look through history and they find old things and they want to bring it back to life. And yeah. here we are.
0: Yeah, and, he, yeah, and here <laughs> we are. <laughs> Sorry to bring it back to you. No worries. Um, tell me about jail. What sort of— so something happened there in jail. Yeah, a lot of things happened. Something, in jail. but something happened there where you said, "Okay, I, I want to help people." Yeah, you know, um... like what happened? Like what? Why? Why did it take you being there for you to? And, and and I apologize. Maybe I'm assuming. Maybe you've always wanted to sort of get out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what happened there? I think um, it's a piece around like – and
1: even goes back to my work and why I do my work. I think people struggle with identity. I think people struggle with like opportunities or finding their passion. And I think people struggle with building a support network around them, especially people that relate to my story and come from poverty. Um, And, you know, jail allowed me to, one – lock off the whole world and like look into myself most people don't do that they get involved in jail politics the first day i went to mm. jail my 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 cell partner said don't get involved in jail politics so i was always like very mindful about jail politics not to get involved because jail politics can be deadly um and then um so once i took a, once i got the time to take a, a way to look at myself i remember one day when i was in um i was in the penitentiary and i, I was talking to this priest no, the first day I went to talk to this priest, and I said, "I'm tired of looking at these, uh, looking at these guys out here and trying to look up to them. I'm just, I just don't like them. I think they're nothing to me. Okay. You know what I mean?" And yeah. um, and then, you're talking about like cellmates, just like everybody in jail. I was just so tired of that culture. I was So tired okay. of everybody in there. And. Um, And basically, that went into, like, just sessions every day. I went in there just talking, 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 talking. I spilled my whole life, things that I would would take to my grave today. Mm. Um, And uh, basically, that allowed me to, like, reevaluate myself. And then I remember the actual moment. It was a couple moments that led up to it. One is... um, I got accused for um, bringing drugs into the prison, which okay. originally when I first got there, I was kind of involved in a lot of nonsense but yeah. w- later on What I sort wasn't. of nonsense uh, drugs bringing drugs in jail oh, okay, and stuff okay like that right um, but then later on i wasn 't like i didn't i didn 't have any need i was I was close to my parole, I was getting out yeah. I was like feeling ready to just to get out and start a new life right Yeah. yeah, yeah. and um I remember what happened. They came, my My range was on lockdown and they- uh, your, your range? Uh, my range. So that's what, is, what, a range is like where there's like, uh, there was about seven people to, um, so where I was in Fenbrook, it's like a campus style. Okay. So they have like a building and then it has like about six to eight blocks and each block holds about like eight to 10 people. Okay. Right. So you called to block the range. The range. Right? Okay. All right. So my range was on lockdown because there was these drugs found in the range. And then I remember mm. they called me down to the back to go talk to security personnel. Right. Because they had like intelligence officers. And this guy is like six foot five, six foot six. Comes in there in the room. It's a cold room. It felt like almost It Felt like room. this room right now. Yeah, this room is pretty <laughs> cold, man. It's pretty. Room. We gotta put a heater here. here we yeah, we here. do. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But um, he comes in and he says, you know you're not going to get out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He's like, I know this was you. And I'm like, this is not me, though. And he's like, I don't care. This is you. I'm going to figure out and make this on you. And just talking all this crap to me and trying to scare me and all this stuff. And I'm like, when I left there, I'm like, okay, basically now my parole is getting revoked. I can't. My my parole officer doesn't want to support me because I was being good and I was like, just yeah. on my way Finished school in prison all take, right. Taking my time to like Just you know Gradually You know do my thing And he was just like No I know it's you And just trying to Throw me right on the bus And he did And then my parole officer Revoked my parole mm. And all of this nonsense And then I get a mail That they stopped Tapping my phone One day <laughs> They were tapping My phone in jail Oh my <laughs> And they are like We didn't find anything But we were under obligation To tell you That we're tapping your phone And that also went against my Me getting par- role so i'm like you know this is bullshit yeah and i was angry so i'm in anger management class and i'm angry <laughs> and this guy in the front he's like i know why you're angry i want you to learn how to count to 10 come on guys let's everybody count to 10 this is the council this is the guy this leading is the program yeah the program leader he's like yeah. so 10 9 and i'm like you're you're just a dumbass <laughs> excuse my language right yeah and um Basically, I just shut out, opened up my book, and wrote about my life. Wrote my experiences, and that turned into like this six month rigorous process of like writing about my life, connecting back to mentors in prison. I did a survey in there actually of inmates. Hmm. Yeah. And asked them about their life. I even have the surveys till this day. They have, I have like about 40 surveys of where like. They tell me about their life and what got them in trouble. And then I even went to talk to psychologists. I even called people on the street and um, just had people helping me edit it, think about the idea. And then six months later, I have like this 60-page curriculum and some connections on the street to get out. And they say yes, and there we go.
0: So what, from this guy saying count to ten, you started writing. Mm-hmm. What, what did you want to write about? I just
1: wrote about things I went through. Okay. I wrote about, like, I just was writing about, like, my life. Like, okay, I did this. I did that. I did this. Oh, but I never got to do this. Oh, I never got to do that. Okay. Oh, but I did this, and I did that. And then that turned into, like, hmm, what happens if I would have had other experiences? What would I have been able to see? What would I have been able to do? Who okay. would I have been able to connect to? And then that just turned into, like... Taking that, then I wrote um I actually for six months my routine was I'd go f- to anger management. That only happened for about three months, but I'd go write more about my life, mm-hmm. then I'll go to the library, type it up, then I'd go home, read some books around This is in jail. In jail. Okay. Then I'll go home, read some books. Yeah. Then what kind me- of books did you read? I read I read self help self help books. Okay. A lot of self help books. Okay. Around how to be better a person and stuff like that. Yeah. And I read some fiction books too, nonfiction. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I did that for, so every day I would basically be recrafting my idea, getting people to give me feedback on it, recrafting it more, and one page turned into three pages, three page turned into ten pages. What was
0: that seed of an idea? What was what was that?
1: Giving young people different experiences. Okay. Giving young people different experiences, young men different experiences. That can, yeah. <laughs> that can enlighten them to do better in life.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it, and and what what was the why? Like, why did you? Was it because you were just sick and tired?
1: Oh, when I brought back the first copy to my, um, no, before I even did the first copy, my priest, the priest said, um, "Why don't you think about being a motivational speaker?" Yeah, he said you speak well, and I'm like, "Oh,"
0: and you're still angry and everything like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, I'm still angry. Okay. So when I was in class, I'm like, eh, "Let me just write and wrote okay. my experiences," and then. After a while, I didn't know what I was really going to be writing about, but I just knew I was writing for a purpose, and it was like a fire that just blew up inside of me. And mm. uh, and every day, I just kept writing and writing and writing, and it, it turned into something more. And it turned, it got clearer and clearer and clearer. And you know, then I walk out with a sixty-page manual ready to roll. And
0: my, you know. So you're just waiting for the the clock to tick, the calendars to go by.
1: February two thousand and nine
0: is when you get out is when i get out you tell a story that i think what your your family was living in king city my dad was living in king your city your dad was living in king city yeah yeah you go up there and you still try to reconnect with 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 people from your past
1: um so when I get out, actually, the first thing I do is um, when I get home, yeah. I sit on the computer. I open up my manual and I look at all the different because now I have a list of different experiences. Okay, and then I'm like, okay, now I know what I need to do. I need to fill people into each experience. So one experience was etiquette. So I started off as like, got to know how to dress well, so have etiquette, okay, New gentleman, right? Yeah, um, and basically, jeez. Um,
0: Your phone is like ringing off the hook here. Like
1: I said, you're popular, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need an agent. I do. I need. You know, I need an agent. I need a manager. I need a. a <laughs> I need an assistant that is so organized and is an entrepreneur and ready to get this dough Low.
0: We'll work. We'll, we'll work on the next. But sorry, you were talking about <laughs> etiquette.
1: Yeah. So etiquette is a very important thing. So that was the first on my list. It was actually the first experience I wanted to give young people etiquette. Okay. And then um, I called up this lady and. She was like, yeah. I was like, let's meet. And then that's what I kept doing. And I just, after three experiences, I kind of ended up with an organization called 360. And um, they're like, try out your idea. Yeah. I tried out martial arts for young people. And, you know, uh, I never really got to follow the manual. It kind of just got me to people. And then, like... People were just they just see my passion and this fire inside of me to do something, and they knew where I came from and it was like it was like people were so shocked that like me coming out of prison, I'm like here trying to like do something so change my life and do something good for the community. They were like so shocked by that, and in me i'm like I'm like, this is all I got I need, this is like this is I need to do this like this is what i'm this is what I'm about
0: Was there ever a thought in your mind? you know you you talked about peer pressure earlier on Mm -hmm. um sort of go back you know that's a battle that's a battle that's for my part two book (laughs) okay (laughs) because as you can see in the
1: article they only really spent like we only spent like a about like a a page Mm -hmm. on my my transition right and that was like for a reason because you know it's a battle to to really is it still a battle today is it still a battle today? Not today. Not at this moment. I've okay. gone through a lot that yeah. uh, that um, makes me makes me a better person. But um, no, it was a battle. It was a battle, and it's a battle even trying to get into the business world and and trying to pitch your ideas and how people receive you and and what they think about you. And then when they go Google you behind your back and then they sure. look at you and they're like, oh. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, you know that was a battle. That was a battle. And, you know, rejection is always a battle to handle, right? Mm. So, but every little win made me stronger, made me more mindful. Yeah, and every loss made me more humble and built my character. Mm. And um, you know that's quite a
0: change, eh? Like if you lost earlier in your life, would have been a different response, you think, from you?
1: If I lost earlier in my life, yeah.
0: You know, and that's why I
1: think in my article, and I, and you know, um, people sometimes feel maybe I wasn't remorseful because I say I wouldn't change the past, but I'm afraid of changing the past, I'm afraid of like, um, questioning what the past may look like because, yeah, you never know what the future looks like, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I'm very curious. I'm going to I'm going to ask this one last question, then I want to talk about what you're doing now. OK, because I think what you're doing now is really, really cool. Yes, and definitely. I know that's, you know, a, a very passion. You know, it's it's a passion of yours. And um, I, I want to be fair to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious, you know, the people that you used to hang out with and stuff like that. Um, do you know like do you know what they think about you
1: today? Uh, a lot of people look up to me um, that yeah. I used to hang out with. Actually, a lot of them—they're all all really shocked that I've done this because they know more than what the article could ever yeah. tell, right? Sure, you know. Um, but you know, there's some people in my past that don't. Like there was this one comment on my article. This guy came out of the woodworks. I don't. I don't know who he was, but he was like,
0: like he left comments after online. Okay, okay. yeah, me... yeah. He's
1: like, I knew you. Would, I knew you personally. And he's like, you were a snake, a stick-up kid, and a set-up kid. I'm like, whoo?
0: Whew, what
1: comment? <laughs> there were some nasty comments, very nasty. Do you know there's even a reddit about me? <laughs> there's, a, there's a reddit about me. <laughs> and we all know reddit, right? Reddit can get really ugly. Um,
0: how do you deal with that? How do I like deal Like mentally, is it? it is it like like what does it take inside of you not to roll up your sleeves and Attack just H20. vent? Yeah. You know, I've, at the start, I was a little bit
1: vented, but then I realized you can't fight the world. <laughs> you just can't. And, um, you know, here's how I deal with it. You know, it's people, there's people in that they probably wrote about me in the article or on the Reddit and they see me and they'll never approach me. Nobody will ever approach you and tell you something to your face, right? Mm. So I know that, you know, um, but maybe they're not even angry at me, I ask myself. Are you even angry at me? Maybe you're just angry at the circumstance. Maybe you're just angry at, at the scenario. You know, maybe there's something in your life that happened that relate really close to that, and you maybe never got justice for that, so this is your way to kind of like um, find justice by taking it out on me and I think I put myself out there, so I should be a- accepting of that. I accept their opinion, I accept their hate, I accept their um anger and um I take it with a grain of salt, and I learn from it and i and I see where they're i see I try to look at what they're what they're getting at and um try to try to be better. You know, but there's some people that get under my skin and it's not people on the online. Like online is like this facade, you never. Mm-hmm. but there's someone that I actually know. I just heard it the other day and they know me. They love me. They were my friend. And they're like, but they don't know that I know somebody else. So this person's like, oh, you know, did you see Segan face on the article? And they're like, yeah. Aren't you excited for them? And they're like, no. And they're, like, they're like, he's a corporate pawn and he's this, he's that. And I'm like wow that's how jay-z like a sellout or yeah yeah and i'm like is that how jay-z and beyonce feel (laughs) like this whole illuminati thing like just came out of nowhere (laughs) like who's a corporate pawn like i'm just trying to eat i'm just trying to do good i'm just trying to i'm on my road to redemption that's me that's where i'm at that's
0: a hashtag you use. Road to, road to redemption. Road to redemption. Yeah, it is my hashtag. I got to find some more, but yeah. That's a good one. Talk to me about Bright Future Alliance. Is that still ongoing or that was one of like your first? That was the first yeah. the
1: first iteration of my uh, my journey. And yeah, that was yeah. really about like I started up a cooking program. I started up a le- event leadership programs. I taught in schools. Um, I did a celebrity event. That was like such a journey. But um, with that process, I learned that um, trying to build young leaders is not sustainable when you think about it from a program context. Indeed, okay. Right? When you're only building programs and you're just trying to build programs to solve social issues. That just doesn't, it, it's not sustainable because you always need to ask for more money for the program. Mm, that's right. There's always this revolving door. So um, I burnt out. You know, I burnt out, which there's a lot of that burnout, which is in part two of my story whenever I may release that. Um, but from that burnout, um, I realized, uh, I got the job. I got my first job because I was involved on the government committee and I, and I, uh, was able to get this job that was like once in a lifetime. It's not even available now. It's like a once in a lifetime job where we got hired full time at a, a legal clinic called African Canadian legal clinic. Yeah. And um, so, you're not
0: working there now? No, I'm that not. That was working. sort of like a project or something? Yeah, for yeah. two years. I was okay. hired there, right? Yeah. So, you know,
1: Bright Future Lines was like kind of like my first stab at this work, building myself, yeah. seeing what could happen, just kind of going out there. Um, I realized it wasn't sustainable, Ste- stepped back, um, built my personal self got to really build me, mm-hmm. look at me a little bit more after all those experiences. Yeah. Reflecting, seeing who I have in my network, seeing what's possible. Long day for you. Oh, it's not ended. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see. Um, And then from there, uh, while I was in the legal clinic, I said... I didn't want to be there for life. I don't want, And they, they would have probably kept me for life if, oh, okay, I, okay. if I stayed, right? Yeah, but yeah. I didn't want to be there for life because I wanted to um, get back into this work. This work is very important to me. This work is not just work. This is the life purpose. There's a vision. I'm very clear about my vision, about my future, and where I want to go and how I want to do things mm-hmm. and what I want to see happen. And um, that's not where I could do it. So... With that being said, I started to reconvene everybody that I connected with and asked them, how do we do this sustainable? sustainable like, how do we make it work? And a few things came out, like space and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and um, social entrepreneurship. So now my new iteration of the work, I've been doing it for about two years. It's called Current. I'm really yeah. piloting a new model on how to really support young leaders and social entrepreneurs to kind of get their ideas off the ground. Um, I'm working in some context like a consultant, but I don't charge people up front because I want to be a partner, and that's why it's Current. We're a partner. We work together. Okay. And um, I connect them with the mentors, with the supports, the resources. I give them advice around how to get things done, and I look for investment to get get them going right and that's kind of like this new level of this work and on the back end we share revenue we share revenue from it so, okay you know i'm trying something new out right now and and it's more sustainable because it's not just about solving a social issue through a program but it's solving a social issue through like a business or entrepreneur endeavor And yeah. it's like you embed the social issue into the endeavor so that as the endeavor grows you deal more with the social issue yeah. so it's like this kind of like this mixture of it and um, the work also now is not just about individuals because mm-hmm. I used to work with just individuals now I'm working with corporations like I'm working with I built that co-working space out of the Victoria Park Hub because that was like how do you support entrepreneurship in the in the inner suburbs so we built it with them in a co-creation way and uh, we helped them get funding I helped the institution get funding for it now they have two years of funding they hired a manager and assistant to kind of take it to the next level yeah. after what we been able to do and And that co-working space is also called current no it's called connector connector okay it's called connector right okay um and it's run by the working women it's part of a united way hub so we we help them get that going and then um the next organization i'm working with is springboard so they're a large organization provincial wide Um, yeah they see about 11 million annually they work with young people and they work across a gambit in justice, mental health. And they have an employment program. So there's this employment fund that the government gives to people, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like I said to them, I'm tired of giving this money to home hardware and the Starbucks and all these large corporations. Like great, we're giving them giving young people some experience. But like, is that sustainable? Like, how can we leverage this to do something better? So, basically, uh, me and Springboard are looking at ways and how we can support young entrepreneurs to be employed and do their ideas. Young social entrepreneurs that I'm working with, right? Mm -hmm. To kind of give them, like, instead of going six months and working in home hardware, you're taking six months to build your idea and grow and get connected and become sustainable at the same time you're saving the community. And then the last organization I'm working with um, is the Royal Conservatory, the digital Music. Yeah, Royal conservatory music. Okay. They they have a branch called the Digital Arts. um, Yeah. No, the Learning Arts. And uh, basically, they're like... We want to get young people involved in technology and um, and use technology to teach and, and teach them how to use technology to d- learn music, but also how to change the world. So I was like, great, um, let's do an event. So we scheduled an event this All-Star Weekend, February 13th and 14th at okay. the Royal Conservatory, where we brought together a bunch of technology companies and young people across the city to ask them the question, if you had technology, what would you create and how would you change the world? You know hmm. so these are like so now I took my work from not just working with individuals and helping them get their to the get to the next level, but it's also helping organizations and helping them increase their impact, yeah, and bringing those two worlds together is kind of like where I want to go with it, so there's a lot more work to be done um we've got some money to hire a consultant that's doing a full strategic plan, reevaluating how that two mo- that that two years went, and then now the next step is. We're going to reach out to a whole – whole, there's this whole new move around social financing and impact investments. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm actually – that's what my platform is setting up for. It's setting up to kind of reach out to this body of social financers and impact investment to say, hey, you're already working with these consultant firms to do this. But you know, they're charging people to work with them. I'm taking it a step further, and I'm partnering with people to work with them. Come work with us, invest with us. There's a, there's a traditional ROI with that, but there's also a bigger impact, and you also get connected to this larger network that a lot of these um, investment firms don't have.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you, you know, one of the things you talked about earlier was mentorship, and you know having the right mentors. <laughs> Who are some of your mentors now?
1: Oh, I have too many mentors. <laughs> I got like over
0: honestly, I probably have a dossier
1: of over sixty mentors yeah. that I can connect to any time around different things. Like I just came from a meeting with um um, my communications mentor okay <laughs> so he 's a communi- he 's a communications guru, so he does everything he teaches people how to present how to communicate properly, yeah, and um, just connecting with him, it was really awesome and um, we 're talking about how to communicate better and be more concise in the limelight and you know just just stay on message, really bringing it at home because at the end of the day, my work is not easy to understand because i 'm not easy to understand, and my life is not easy to understand, but mm-hmm. at the same time solving this issue will never be easy to understand but what we're trying to do is make it simple for people to understand yeah and it's really about giving those who don't have opportunities an opportunity to connect to mentors connect to those supports connect to those resources and actually giving them that resource to do it because you know people ask me how'd you change why'd you change well the biggest change to me was i was connected to my passion. I was connected to my passion, and that drove me. It drove me to something better. And I made – I because I'm so tenacious, tenacious that mm. I found mentors. I found resources. I found networks. I built networks. I did it. And, uh, you know, I want to sh- give others the opportunity to do that also.
0: Segan, thank you so much for coming in. I really, really appreciate it. I wish I had more time <laughs> with you. Um, if, if you were to write another article and it started in, you know, in 2010, 2011, 2012, uh, until today, what would, you, what would be the name of that article? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, man, I
1: was, I was thinking Road to Redemption Part 2, but that's bull <laughs> crap. Um, you know, I don't know the name of it, but I would actually show the, the hardships of entrepreneurship. And it's already hard to be an entrepreneur and kind of get your idea off the ground. But it's even harder when you come back, come with it from with a history. It's even harder when you come at it as a person of color. And it's even harder as you come at it as a young person. So I don't know the name of it, but I would show that light of just like how hard it is. Like people, some of the comments like, oh, he got all this money from the government. I'm like money from the government. (laughs) I was starving. I was eat. I wasn't eating well. I was Mm -hmm. struggling. There's so much struggle people don't know, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's what I would share, and I would share that because I think um, that's a very important journey that uh, when people read that, they'll realize that this, the intensity of the first half, actually that compared to what 2010, 2009 been to now, mm-hmm. doesn't even compare <laughs> to what, what's going on right now. It doesn't even like live up yeah. to the past. So, Yeah. That's how I'll do it.
0: If people want to find out more about the projects you're working on, whether it's just to know or whether it's to get involved, where should people go?
1: You know, I think people should just, if they want me to speak or connect, just go to Segan Says, Um uh, My website's there. It has my portfolio. tells you a little bit about what I do. And then at the bottom, um, you can reach out to my other website, Current. It's You can go there also. It's www.current, C-U-R-R-A-N-T, dot systems. And we're launching officially in May. So we're going to actually show people the model, show people how to get involved. Right now we're putting all those pieces together to make sure that, uh, you know, people can get involved in a very easy and high-impact way. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Again, thank you for coming and all the best. Thank you, Kareem. Yep.